I have freshly returned from a few different professional events. And um, I feel really lucky to operate in the professional circles that I do. I interact with some amazing entrepreneurs, some amazing folks who are really trying to make the world a better place, trying to accumulate wealth for themselves, for their employees, for their families. So generally speaking, I will be the first to admit that I am like the luckiest human alive for the people that I keep company with, which is why when every so often something doesn't sit well with me at a professional event, I, I kind of pay attention to it. I process it. I see what is setting off the radar, so to speak. So today's episode is about slightly sexist things that happen at business events. These are all things that have happened to me personally in the recent future. And this is not like a rageful, tell-all, call-everybody-out situation. I think that these events or these experiences are subtle enough that they can easily be missed, which is why I think that it's helpful to talk about them, not, again, to, like, call anybody out. In fact, there's no calling out of anyone in this episode, but simply to note these like basic simple assumptions that can shape the way that we show up in conversations with our colleagues that may be other than we intend. Like I mentioned, I roll with some amazing folks and I generally assume that they have really good intentions. But sometimes things get a little funky and when that happens, it's worth noticing, maybe saying something about it to prevent it from happening more. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. As always, please drop me your questions, your comments, anything you'd like to hear me address either here on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, and I will do my best to integrate it in. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host. I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs. And I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. All right. So today I want to talk about a topic that might get a little bit fiery slightly sexist things that happen all the time at professional events. And I want to talk about this, not because I am angry or rageful or have an ax to grind, but because these slightly sexist things, biased assumptions, do affect our mental health. They affect the mental health of women. They affect the mental health of men. They affect the mental health of transgender people. So it's really important to be careful in our assumptions so that we don't unintentionally cause harm to another person. I think entrepreneurs especially want to live in a world where they believe that opportunities are possible, where they believe that all of us have the ability to create the life that we want based on our hard work, based on some luck, but also based on a relatively fair playing field. And while I think that entrepreneurship is relatively fair, perhaps much more so than other more structured hierarchical sectors of our economy or sectors of employment. There are still some holdouts or some old ways of thinking that permeate entrepreneurial circles. 
One of my pet peeves, one of the subtly sexist things that happens to me quite often is that men who have an equivalent title, a doctorate, maybe they're a medical doctor or have a PhD in psychology like I do, uh, typically men are introduced by their title in entrepreneurial circles. So either it's a casual introduction or even an introduction from the stage gives the doctoral title to people who have done that level of training and work. I see that happen less often with women, believe it or not. I have been on stage alongside other men with equivalent training to me, and the title is used for the men and not for me. So I think uh, that's a really easy one. Um, we can pay attention to what people's titles are and make sure that we are using them properly and respectfully. I think the subtly sexist message here is that it's probably easier to think of men as doctors uh, than as women. And of course, we all know that's not true, but there's a little bit of that holdout undercurrent that does impact the way that women are introduced a little bit differently than the way that men are introduced. Another subtly sexist thing happened to me at a recent event. I was talking with another entrepreneur, a friend, a sort of acquaintance person, and we realized that uh, our families were going to be in the same city at the same time. And so we said, we should absolutely have dinner. Let's get our significant others together and we'll have a dinner together. It will be lovely. And this man who I'm speaking to says to me, hey, would you follow up with my wife to get that scheduled? And this may be very practical. It's clear in this other person's family that it's the wife that keeps the social calendar, especially the family schedule. I get it, it's very practical. But it's just an interesting assumption that in my family it's the same, that I keep the calendar. There's a little bit of an old assumption that, hey, you as the woman should go do this administrative task while I busy myself with, you know, the tasks of industry or whatever. I think one Thing that could have been different in that conversation would have been to say, hey, what's the best way to get this scheduled? Or let's have the four of us jump on an email exchange and find a time for our families to connect. And frankly, I'm happy to schedule dinners, but the assumption that I as the woman in the conversation should follow up with this individual's wife to make that happen is really not quite a fair assumption. It's a little bit demeaning to me as his peer in this situation, in this context. So I think a take-home recommendation for people who want to avoid subtly sexist assumptions in professional context is, first of all, don't give the administrative task to the woman, or at least don't assume that they should be responsible for them. Secondly, treat the individual that you're talking to as your peer. Don't make an assumption that they have more time or bandwidth and that they will be the one to set something up when you aren't willing to do the equal amount of organizational work. It really creates a hierarchy or a power differential and has this implicit assumption that you are more important or your time is more valuable than the person you're talking to. Another subtly sexist thing that happens very commonly is that in a conversation where men and women are talking together, it's often the women who are asked about their children or they're asked maybe, how do you do it all? How do you balance running a business and being a parent or being a mother? And I don't often see that asked of men with the same frequency. So again, there's this assumption that you as a business owner, you know, you must also be just really in the slog of being a mother. There's an assumption that men are not 
pulling the same weight or facing some of the same challenges of parenting as well as running a business. I actually think this is sort of sexist against men. There's this assumption that they get a pass, that they're not as engaged with their families as maybe the women in the conversation might be. And at least I know in my family, that's very much not true. That my husband and I have a very shared investment in our kids. And so when he's away from our family, he's kind of feeling that tug and that pull just the same as I would. So let's be equitable in our conversations about people's personal lives and sort of include the assumption that fathers also are very emotionally and logistically engaged with their kids. Let's ask them about that and how they're managing to run successful businesses and also balance the tasks and attention of parenting. A fourth domain of subtly sexist assumptions that happen in professional environments has to do with when someone is at a dinner or at an event as the wife or as the partner. So this comes up for me because I attend professional entrepreneurial events by myself alone. I attend them with my husband where maybe we're both speaking or we both have a formal role. And then every once in a while I attend something with him where he is the sort of primary entrepreneur, maybe it is a tech event that is really specific to his work, and I happen to be along because I wanted a weekend in Miami or whatever. So in that latter scenario, where I am attending as the wife, it is a completely different experience than when I attend an event as an entrepreneur on my own. And I think that this is worth calling out because when someone is attending as a wife, I think there's this there's this assumption that they may not have something interesting to contribute to a dinner conversation or that they are an accompanying spouse and so maybe therefore don't have anything of equal value to contribute. I know this sounds kind of extreme, but it is incredible when I am the accompanying spouse at a dinner, uh, the level or the number of questions that are directed at me, even people introducing themselves to me is phenomenally different than when I am at the table as a peer, as one of the speakers or one of the entrepreneurs. So I think it's really important to treat all people at the table as valuable and as interesting, even if they are not running a business, also, you never know who's at the table and what kinds of expertise and interesting humans are there, even if they don't happen to be formally participating in the conference or in the event. Again, this one sounds a little bit extreme, but it happens all the time. When I am there in partnership with my husband, I'm almost like the shadow and he is the person of interest and I'm just like the accessory. And I think we do everyone a disservice when we allow that to be possible for someone to sit at the table as sort of a shadow and not be addressed with the same level of equality and interest as the other people at the table. I genuinely think that a lot of these are subtle little mistakes. They're just recalibrations. And if we call them out and say them clearly, we can change easily these set of assumptions that make women seem less valuable or less included in a professional business conversation than the men. I'm sure that this is also true in other ways for BIPOC individuals, for LGBTQ plus individuals. I'm speaking in this video mostly from my own experience of seeing these subtly sexist things happen directly to me.
So certainly not the totality of the story, but I do think with just a little bit of awareness and sensitivity, we can make business events more supportive and more productive for all people. So pay attention to people's titles. Don't assume that any one person is going to do the administrative follow-up. Be willing to do equal effort. Don't just ask women or partners or some subset of the population about their child rearing or work-life balance challenges. Assume that's a struggle for everyone who is running a business and also parenting or has a family or has a hobby or has a dog. And treat everyone at the table as equally valuable, even if they are not formally part of the event, even if they are the wife, engage them in conversation, make them feel welcome. Be very curious about what they have to share, what they have to offer, what they have to teach you. So let's make the world a little less subtly sexist, yeah? Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.